0: The Greensense Show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEATECHN.com to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Greensense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. A very wise woman, my mother, once told me that your parents are your connection to the past, your spouse is your connection to the present, and your children are your connection to the future. And this generation will have to develop a very new way of thinking to solve the complex problems we have created in our past. My guest this week is a young lady who is currently a senior at Whitney Young, a magnet high school in Chicago, and she's created a model for predicting wildfires. It's my honor to welcome Nikita Agrawal to The Sense Show, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I'm very excited to hear your story. Uh, the natural media has shone a light on many of the problems in Chicago. We have high crime rates, homelessness, high cost of living, poor conditions at the public school system, but a bright spot are magnet schools. They're graduating students like yourself with great promise. Nikita, tell us about Whitney Young High School, how it's different than the other high schools in the Chicago public school system.
1: Yeah, so I um, am currently a senior at Whitney Young. I have been part of Whitney Young since my seventh grade. I joined in the academic center, which was an accelerated program for seventh and eighth grade students in the city of Chicago. So um, I joined Whitney Young in the academic center, and that's where I cultivated a deep love for the STEM fields. And so I took a lot of advanced classes there um, as you know a middle schooler. And I was able to get a first look into high school classes um, at that young age in the STEM fields. And so Whitney Young really helped me cultivate that passion and also their teachers were very supportive um, and very encouraging to let me go as far as I wanted to go and keep pushing me forward to take um, more and more classes and develop these passions. And so, yeah, that's um, an overview of Whitney.
0: So, how do magnet schools differ from other high schools in the Chicago public school system? What so- makes them special? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So for Whitney Young, I had to test into it. So I had to take a um, selective enrollment test. Uh, When I got in through the academic center, that was different um, test than what students normally take in their eighth grade to get into high school. And so, yeah, it's a selective enrollment test, um, which uh, is how you get into these high schools. And It differs from other high schools in the CPS system. Some high schools are neighborhood high schools, where if you live in the neighborhood, then you can go. Um, But this was a selective enrollment high school.
0: Well, thank you for that explanation. Uh, Many kids uh, spend their extracurricular time in clubs, playing sports, or working jobs. But you chose to spend your time researching how to predict wildfires in the U.S. That's pretty impressive. What drove you to do this?
1: Yeah, so I... Actually, in the summer of 2022, I was visiting my father who lives in Oregon, and there were a number of wildfires across the state. And so we kept hearing about these reports, and that's how I got interested in, you know, it can something actually be done? Can we predict them? Um, and so I leveraged the tools that I learned during the school year um, at the NASA SEAS internship. So I... Uh, gathered the remote sensing data um, and to, in order to gather the environmental information on does foliage or temperature or uh, wind affect how far wildfires spread. And so, yeah, I developed a machine learning model and uh, was able to predict large wildfires.
0: So it was your father that was an inspiration in the visit to his area? Yes. Um. Had you had a passion in science and wildfires before that?
1: Uh, I had a passion in for science um, that was cultivated through my school environment. Uh, in terms of wildfires, you know, just kept hearing about these very devastating reports. And I was in the area in the West Coast. And so it hit me harder um, when I would hear about them. And um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, creating predictive models to forecast future events is a complex science, and typically students start learning uh, about developing these uh, predictive computer models when they're either in their master's or their PhD program. Uh, Tell us about your summer internship at NASA and what you learned to help you create your wildfire model.
1: Yeah, so uh, at my summer internship at NASA, there were a number of guest speakers that would come in and present how they were solving various environmental issues. And one of the tools that they mentioned was using remote sensing and also using uh, more computation from the computational side of things, machine learning and AI to help address those problems. And so that's where I got the main inspiration behind my research on applying those machine learning concepts towards predicting wildfires.
0: How do we currently predict wildfires?
1: So there are other computational models out there. Um, however, those models are more region-based, and are not very scalable across the entire United States. And so that is a limitation that I noticed in conducting, you know, literature review and background research. And that's why I wanted to develop a model that could be easily generalized to the entirety of the United States.
0: You talked about machine learning and AI. Can you tell us uh, how those two differ? So what's AI and what's machine learning?
1: Yeah. So you could think of machine learning as um, sort of subset of AI. I know like in modern colloquial terms, those are used a bit interchangeably.
0: So let's get into how your wildfire model works and what it predicts. How does the model work and what can you predict with it?
1: Yeah, so... The wildfire model that I developed, it takes in environmental data from MODIS, and it also takes in atmospheric data. So uh, the environmental data that it takes in are things like vegetation, foliage, um, temperature, and then atmospheric data would be like the wind speed, wind patterns, relative humidity. And it uses that information in order to predict whether a fire will Develop into a large wildfire or not. So large wildfires are classified as burning over 300 acres.
0: And how in how advanced can you predict a wildfire? Days, weeks, months. Yes,
1: yeah. So I gathered the environmental data um, from three years prior and up to one year before the wildfire incident. So. Uh, there are a number of reasons why wildfires happen. We have human related causes, such as campfires that are unattended or smoking, um, leaving uh, cigarette butts everywhere. Or we have more natural causes like lightning. And so it's about predicting the perfect conditions for a wildfire to happen, which is and what my t- model. Is.
0: Have you tested your model with real data and what degree of accuracy? do you have with the model?
1: Yeah, so I've tested my model on numerous wildfire sites from the database from the uh, USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, and my model has an accuracy of about 90%.
0: That's fantastic. Um, What are the benefits of using a predictive model to forecast wildfires?
1: So there are a number of benefits in terms of uh, safeguarding and implementing proper Uh, safeguards early on to help combat the wildfires. Uh, There's also, in terms of more equitable resource distribution, which is something that I focused on in terms of environmental justice, we have lots of communities that are environmentally disadvantaged, and they don't have the necessary resources that they need to help combat wildfires. And so using the best model that I had developed, um, of the six models that I tested, we can see where disadvantaged communities and the large wildfires and not large wildfires overlap and be able to better allocate the resources towards the communities that actually need it, which is part of the Justice 40 initiative. And so, yeah, my research is, um, could be used to help make sure that this plan gets implemented properly of allocating 40% of the federal investment towards the disadvantaged community.
0: Well, I could see you have a passion for science, climate change, and environmental justice. And I understand that you applied and were accepted to the Argonne National Laboratory Exemplary Student Research Program. Uh, I did an internship at Argonne. I thought it was a fantastic place and ended up getting my first job there. Tell us about your experience with the program.
1: Yeah, sure. So I applied I convinced my physics teacher at the time when I was a freshman in high school to uh, submit a school application towards the Argonne National Lab Exemplary Student Research Program or ESRP. And so this was a school based team that I formed um, with my teacher and I also helped recruit other students to join our team and to partake in the research. And so we had um, three sophomores on the team and four seniors on the team. Um, and we worked all year long with a professor from the Illinois Institute of Technology, IIT. And so we would conduct experiments. We would go to IIT, conduct experiments. We developed a battery pellet that we would test uh, for uh, in order to create a sustainable energy source for, you know, cell phone batteries. Um, and we optimized the contents. I got to use an electric furnace, a hydraulic press, which was a lot of really cool um, lab uh, interaction that I hadn't had before, especially given the pandemic, which, um, you know, limited a lot of access in that sense. And so it was really cool. And uh, we presented at the annual conference conference. And since then, we have, this is actually our third year as part of the program. And so we have new students joining us who are also very excited. And yeah, we're continuing to further our research.
0: Well, Argonne is a wonderful place. It's very beautiful with all the trees and the the natural surroundings. And it has so many resources there, as well as so many uh, great scientists. So that's a great yeah. experience for you at a young age.
1: Yeah, and- we actually went to Argonne our second year to conduct uh, an experiment after things had opened up and the restrictions had been alleviated. So yeah, I've been and it's really fascinating.
0: Well, you're a senior. Do you have plans to attend college?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Where do you plan to go?
1: Yeah, so I want to go to a college which has very solid foundational courses in, you know, mathematics and computer science and um, environmental science and also in economics. That's a field that I am interested in a little bit. So, yeah, I would love to go to that college.
0: Have you picked a college specifically you're targeting?
1: No, not yet.
0: Sounds like MIT or Stanford I, I'm sure you have your pick, and uh, you'll 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 have a fun adventure finding one. What will you study and where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: So in terms of long term what I want to do i am really interested in environmental economics, so using machine learning and computer science to help predict these other environmental disasters that we have. Um, So for a long time, for like the past year, I've been working on wildfires. I've also sort of gotten into tropical cyclone prediction as well. And so I really find this very enjoyable and very fulfilling in seeing how can we leverage the computational resources that we have to predict these environmental disasters and then leading that back into um, what are the policies that we can implement? Are there, what is the economic damage that we can quantify to help get people more aware and actually care about these disasters that are happening around us.
0: Do you see yourself going on for a PhD?
1: Yes, I do. I think, uh, I think it is necessary to conduct, if you want to conduct like very high level, high quality research. Yeah. I think um, it's important to do that. And so I do see myself there.
0: So many people, regardless of age are looking for their passion which gives them purpose in life. And you found your passion at a young age. So congratulations. And uh, it sounds like you're doing wonderful things with your talent. Thank you. Well, what's next? How would you use science to better humanity?
1: So, yeah, I think, um, you know, doing the science is one thing uh, where you're able to develop these tools, but also being able to communicate it to people, especially to people who are in power and who can make a lot of decisions. I think that's very important. So that is something that I would like to work on um, more is how do I better communicate the research that I'm doing and seeing how can that make an impact in society.
0: Wonderful. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I just want to say, um, you know, <laughs> I I am a teenager and it's um, a really big testament to all of the kids out there who are seeing problems in the world and who want to address them. And so I definitely believe that kids have the power to solve these different challenges. And I think that, you know, given the right guidance and given the right um, mentorship, they can do so. And so I think that uh, really the next generation is the most important, especially in the climate battle. And so, yeah, I hope that we keep persevering to address these challenges
0: well many of us feel like society is unraveling and speaking to you gives hope that an individual still can make a difference a positive difference and make the world a better place to live so nikita you're an inspiration and thank you for being on green sense show
1: great thank you so much
0: my guest this week nikita agrawal senior at whitney young high school in chicago Talking about the model she created to predict wildfires, visit GreensenseShow.com to learn more about sponsorship. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to the show, and check out the Greensense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM WBBM Chicago. show is sponsored by CEA Technology, providing a sustainable modular indoor growing system. Visit CEatechn.com to learn more.